This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's going on, everybody? It's How To Tuesday. I got Connor here. Connor runs the podcast. He does all the editing. And he was also down in the Florida Keys. He got to fish with us on Into the Blue and Saltwater Experience and uh, got to see a lot of really cool stuff. On the way back, he had a lot of questions. So we're going over some questions uh, that he has because maybe it's the same question that you have. Uh, and, and we can answer that Right away, one of the questions that Connor was interested in, or one of the things he was interested in, was the importance of the bait, especially on Into the Blue. And uh, so when we were doing that, we did a lot of different kinds of fishing, but most of the offshore fishing that we do in the Florida Keys revolves around the bait. So it's obvious if you've never done that kind of fishing, um, you know, maybe there's a lot of questions about why and how do you know where it is and i don't know what are the other questions that you have yeah so i mean i guess yeah so growing up mostly freshwater fishing obviously which maybe people catch bait for some sorts of freshwater mm -hmm. fishing but fly fishing obviously you don't really need to catch bait um but that was kind of like i mean how we'd start our day every time down there so i guess one thing i was interested in is like there seemed to always be like a different place we were catching bait in so like i guess what are people looking for? Like I know one day we were looking for like diving birds. Another day they were kind of like in this marina that I guess we had heard some intel about. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess like for someone that doesn't know a lot about that, like what are you looking for when you're looking for bait? And I guess also explain like the importance of getting more bait than just what you're going to put on your hook. Right. You guys were yeah. So offshore fishing in the Keys, um, you mentioned uh, fly fishing. If we're going to go fly fishing offshore in the Keys, that's when we would have the most bait because, you know, we, you know, all the captains, everybody knows where the fish are because they are around some sort of structure or where they should be. Now, they're not always there, but if you get there 
and you throw some pilchards out, which pilchards, if you don't know, are a small bait fish, maybe maybe about you know four inches long, five inches long at, at on the biggest size, three inches long on the smallest size. Um, a small bait fish that pretty much everything revolves around. We throw the cast net to find these pilchards or to catch these pilchards. And we take giant live wells full of these things. Blacked out is the term. Blacked out wells uh, to where you can't see the bottom. It's black. Uh, as many pilchards as you can possibly get in there. And we take that out to an area where there's no bait. And you start throwing that in, you're live chumming. And live chumming is exactly that. You're taking live fish, you're throwing them into the ocean. They're swimming around like they don't know where they're going, what just happened. Now they're out here in the middle of the ocean. They're swimming around. You're throwing some this way, you're throwing some that way. They're trying to find each other. And it it's amazing really that just a little bit of that will bring an entire school up from a wreck 150 feet down you get all of these fish up on the surface now you can fly fish for them but in order to keep them up on the surface you have to continue to live chum you have to continue to do this so that's why fly fishing would take the most bait but for we we're going to load up on pilchards no matter what we're doing because it's always a way. Action brings more action. So if you are, you know, first of all, they're a great bait. Almost everything eats a pilchard. But also we like to live chum with them and get things going. So even if even if we're not really expecting, um, I don't know, for cobia exact, is a good example. Uh, you were out there when we were fishing for cobia. Um, the cobia are going to be down on this wreck low. There's none on the surface. We don't see them. So we start live chumming. Uh, the snappers are coming up. The jacks are coming up. Lots of actions coming up. And all of a sudden, the cobia see all this action. They come up too. And it gives us an opportunity to see what's there. Gives us an opportunity to see uh, which one of these, how big they are, how many there are. Is this a place that we even want to stay? Live chumming can do all of that for you. So the bait is super important. And you can see sometimes guides will be on their way out. When the bait's really tough, they're still trying to catch bait at 11 o'clock. That's a bad day. That's a tough day. Because if they get the bait, they're going to catch the fish. If they don't get the bait, hmm, it's going to be tough catching fish. So the bait is super, super, super important. It's not just pilchards. There's tons of different baits that we have down there. All, and you can catch them in a lot of different ways. You can, you can use sabiki rigs. You can throw the cast net. You can do all kinds of things to catch the bait. The pilchard is just kind of, that's the go-to. Uh, that's, that's the go-to. And also, if you throw the net well and you throw it in the right place at the right time, it can be one and done. You can throw that net one time. You can load up all your wells. And you did get to see that, too, when we went into the, when we went into the marina. So you also had a question about, like, how do you find it? So Yeah, so I guess, like, like let's say someone, like, knows enough to know how to cast a casting net, but they're coming down to the keys for the first time. Like what are they looking for if they have no idea where mm -hmm. this bait usually hangs Well, out? the simplest way to catch it is to probably look on the ocean side um, and look for diving pelicans and also white terns. The white terns are actually the ones that are really on it. But when, you, when the bait's thick, you're going to see pelicans diving. And when those pelicans dive, 
there's two types of bait. There's glass minnows, and then there are pilchards. The pilchards are larger, and typically what happens are the pilchards, I mean, the pelicans will dive, their head will come immediately up, and their neck will go back, and they, they eat what's in their throat. Then they'll jump up and do it again. A lot of times when it's glass minnows, and these are very, very small fish that will get stuck in your cast net, they don't do well in a live well um, because they're fragile, and a lot of times the net apparently kills them or whatever. They're just not what we're after. They're, they're too small. A lot of times the pelicans will be diving on those, but when they dive, they'll keep their head down, and they'll just start seining out the water uh, slowly and their head will just slowly come up. So a lot of times if, you know, you'll see people, there'll be tons of birds diving, and the captain will watch and watch and watch and watch and watch and be like, nah, it's not even what we want, right? Because the pelicans that are eating these fish have a certain behavior that you can see from a long distance away and not go in there and waste your time. And a lot of times for these boats, you know, a 36 yellowfin, the bait is in there very shallow. It's not shallow for a skiff or a bay boat, but for a 36 yellowfin, all of a sudden you're, you know, you're, you're, you got to be careful of the depth. So you don't want to make, you don't want to get stuck. You definitely don't want to get stuck. You definitely don't want to go in there where it's really shallow. So if you think, man, I'm not sure that those are pilchards, that, that behavior of the, of the pelican is not good. We're going to keep going because I know it's super shallow in there and we can get stuck and, Unless I know 100% that those are pilchards in there, it's not worth getting stuck. Mm-hmm. So that's one of, the, one of the things. Now, if you're coming down there and you don't know anybody and you're just hoping to find some bait, yeah, watch for the birds. That's the way to go. The captains talk among themselves. And there will be some information like we went into a marina and caught some bait. We wouldn't have known about that being there had a guide that works out of that marina noticed whoa there's a ton of pilchards in here Mm -hmm. you know it's a piece of information that was passed on somehow it gets passed on to you 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 hear about it you understand it you go there you catch the bait um that's kind of kept under wraps that's not like super public information um because obviously there's not much room in that marina to go throw the cast net and there was one other boat in there doing it so if there were 20 boats in there it'd be crazy it'd be a shit show you couldn't do that so um people keep the bait information a lot of times a lot of times where the bait is sometimes is more secret than where the fish are (laughs) yeah you know because it everything revolves around the around the bait um, so let's say like you go down there and like you get it figured out like the first day you're there, the second day, is it likely that that base can be in the same spot or does it, do they move? It's very likely it'll be in the same spot or nearby if the conditions don't change. Mm-hmm. If it's five out of the South and the next day it's 25 out of the North, there's a good chance that you, you're not going to see anything there. You, you can't find it or uh, maybe, you know, as long as the conditions don't change, the bait shouldn't move uh, very far. Sometimes it does. I mean, it's fishing, you know, Mm -hmm. anything can happen. But uh, when things remain pretty consistent, the weather, the wind, um, there's no real reason for it to, to, to move. Now, let's say you had a morning trip and you go out and bait's real easy. And then the next day you don't have a morning trip, you have an afternoon trip and you go back to that same place. 
well, there's going to be a difference there that maybe you might not have thought of if you had never been there before, and that is that the tide is different. So the tide may be really low or really high, and the bait will either be there or not. And if it's if it's low water and you can see the bait and the birds are diving on it, and that's that's great, but maybe when the tide comes up, that bait gets dispersed or goes someplace where you can't find it or vice versa. Maybe the low tide causes you problems. That may be a problem, but at the same tide that you found it the day before, you know, in the same place with the same conditions, you should be pretty good. Okay. So last question. So one thing I noticed when we were down there, sometimes when you find these big piles of bait, there's bigger fish in there with them. Like those jacks that we came across. Mm -hmm. Yep. Have you ever accidentally caught like a big fish or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I mean, Yeah. You, you do that sometimes. I mean, there's stories about people throwing, um, throwing a cast net on a giant tarpon. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's bad news. And uh, you do not want to do that. It wrecks your net. It messes up the tarpon. It, uh, but that's kind of something that would happen not where we're catching bait in the real shallow water there. But a lot of times the pilchards are in deeper water. And you throw and you let the net sink and sink and sink. I like that marina is a good example. You let the net sink and sink and sink. You don't know what's under there. You pull that. And there's a tarpon that's moved up into that school of bait. You don't want to catch a tarpon. Sometimes we catch a snook. Sometimes we catch uh, snappers or something that gets caught uh, a lot. You know, uh, just it just happens to be there when you, th- you accidentally throw on top of it. Um, but... You know, that's by catch. That stuff goes, goes, goes back usually. Um, so that does happen, but it's not, you'd rather have pilchards. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> rather have pilchards. All right. So how to uh, Tuesday this week, just answering a couple of questions. Um, maybe you had the same question um, and maybe you would answer it differently. If that's a, if that's the case, and you have a different answer for any of this, we'd love to know about it. Text at 305-930-7346. You can always text there, or you can email podcast at saltwaterexperience.com. If you have a question that would be good for How To Tuesday, that would be awesome. We're always looking for good questions and good content, and especially if it's something that you want to know about. Hit me up on that text or that email, and we will see you next week. 